Well, welcome to the first edition of the Purple Fish Podcast. I have my good friend, Mike Hilson here, who's the lead pastor of New Life, and it's a network of thriving churches in Maryland. Pastor Mike, thank you so much for coming onto my show today. Oh, it is awesome to be here. Now, Congratulations um, on the show, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I And you get to be the very first guest. And I did that on purpose because of a book that you wrote with Curtis Honeycutt called The E-Word. And I, I, I so much appreciated it when I read it. It spoke so deeply. And I thought this fits perfectly with my podcast. And so I wanted to know maybe if you could say, uh, share with us uh, what is The E-Word and why did you feel compelled to write this book? Well, I've struggled for years with the fact that I'm concerned that uh, the church in general, Wesleyan Church is our tribe, Mark, and so the Wesleyan Church in specific, I've been concerned for years that we've been getting away from the evangelistic message of leading men and women and children to salvation in Christ. I don't mean by that we're getting away from the holiness message, because I think holiness is something we teach. I think we're 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 getting away from the message of evangelism, and a lot of other things are starting to get in the way of how um, we reach the lost for Christ. I think that I think that the church growth movement that Mark, you and I came up in, uh, really focused on reaching people and bringing them in. I think that that movement itself is viewed as a bit passe right now. And therefore, I think that evangelism has kind of gotten thrown into that barrel. So. Yeah, I, I think that that's true, too. Um, I, I think maybe there's been sort of a pushback, uh, perhaps, um, maybe of some of the the mistakes that uh, our generation did. And they said, OK, we're going to do that. And so then they overcorrected to the other side of things. But it seems to me that evangelism is like the heartbeat of the church, right? I mean, that's the, the the outward focus is what the whole thing is about, the Great Commission and all that stuff. Haven't you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. And and it's kind of like, you know, the church can do a lot of good things and call it outreach. Uh, the church can do a lot of things in benevolence and can do a lot of things in, you know, uh, in all kinds of areas. Um, but if it's if we're not bringing in new people— then the church doesn't have an opportunity to actually exist in a few generations. It's kind of like as a society, we could all do great things if we stayed single or decided not to have kids. But if we do that, then one or two generations down the road, there's not going to be a society because we have kids. So just that way. I mean, China's kind of facing some of that right now, but that's a different podcast. So yeah, I think that you're you're right. Like when we're not having ch- spiritual children, then things are going to shrivel. And, right. and, and and people are saying, what's the matter with the church? Why is the church in decline? In my revitalization class, I showed them charts of the American church <laughs> and everything's downhill. And it is. would you say there's a connection between that and the languishing of evangelism? I do. I think I think that the church is on its way downhill because there's not that new blood. There's not that fresh, that fresh face of um, of growth inside the church. And I think when that happens, we we fall back into again good things, important things that we do, but they're not evangelism and they're not growing the church. I often say in when I'm teaching leadership and in, inside of my one of my churches or uh, teaching leadership somewhere else. And it, it comes across insulting to some people, but you got to kind of work your way through it. 
inside of the church, there are growth ministries and there are maintenance ministries. That's not a measure of importance. That's a measure of what produces new people. And when you have something that produces new people, that's a growth ministry. And you've got to have that in order to personnel and populate your maintenance ministries, uh, because otherwise you won't be able to do anything. If you don't have new people, you are by definition shrinking because you're always losing people to moving. We're in a very mobile society right now or to sickness and death or to people just getting ticked off and going to another church. Yeah, yeah, I saw that an article about that just recently saying something was at 30 some percent that you have to to uh, have in order just to be even because there's so much attrition and people going different ways and things. So you're absolutely right. We got to have have more new people. Why why do you think um evangelism though is being swallowed up by some of these other things that are less less important than it? Oh, well, they're not less important, they're just sexier. Um, there, um, I think that, well, I'll give you one and let's just, let's just throw on your very first one, we'll throw a hand grenade. Um, so, um, you know, social justice is a huge issue. It is not less important than evangelism, but if we get completely drawn into this thing that we must speak into, that we must be a part of, but if it becomes the central focus of what we do, justice ministries are not growing ministries. I can show you that historically. Everybody, it's not cool for me to do that, but I can statistically show you that historically that churches that focus in on justice ministries are not growing ministries. However, a growing ministry that does not focus in on justice is not changing culture the way that it should. Therefore, we've got to find the right balance. But I think at this point, things like benevolence, justice, uh, feeding the hungry, all of that the church has become very focused on and has really kind of stopped thinking in terms of evangelism and, um, you know, blood of Jesus inspired life change. Um, I used to, Mark, maybe you went through this too. When I was a young pastor, it struck me that the churches that believed in the life-changing power of the gospel did very little to take the gospel to places where people actually needed their life changed. They were always trying to reach people in the in the suburbs, in their neighborhoods close by. They wanted to reach people that were all, already kind of had it together. Yeah. But on the other hand, those churches that did not believe they did. They just biblically were had had rejected the Bible as as a real, true spiritual power text. Those churches that did not believe in the life changing power of the gospel spent their entire time inside of groups of people and cultures that desperately needed life change. I couldn't figure that out until I realized that when you take your focus and put it fully on the social justice side or on the benevolence side. You, you, you start to believe, I have to fix this. I have to fix this. And you stop actually focusing on, I need to get Jesus into this heart so that this heart can get fixed the right way. Because none of us can change people's lives, but Jesus can. Yeah. But on the other hand, when you, get, when you start watching hundreds or dozens in the church's case, but hundreds or thousands, like in a Billy Graham crusade, walk forward because they're receiving the gospel. That's so exciting that you tend to forget about the people who really have have deep, personal, real, physical needs. And so I think that both are an opiate that drag you away from the 
from what can be a powerful meeting in the middle of the two. Well, you know, I was just reading recently about the um, the, the modernist fundamentalist controversy that happened in the early 20th century, and 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 it's kind of that. I mean, it's it, it, yeah. so, and and then the evangelical movement came along saying, no, we 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 can do acts of goodness and kindness and 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 justice and all that. Um, but it's from a center of of Christ-centered salvation. Right. Um, so, right. yes. Hey, um, I, I have a question. Do you what suggestions do you have for ministry leaders who would like to raise the evangelistic temperature in their churches? Well, I have to tell you, it's it's going to sound overly simplistic. And if you get to the end of the book, and you actually pay, if people are actually paying attention when they get to the end of our book, it is overly simplistic, but it's true which is everything, including evangelism and church growth, everything moves at the speed of relationship. It's all about relationships. It's all about building a relationship strong enough for someone to feel that they belong there and for someone to believe and feel that you have permission to actually share something as deep as spiritual truth. And so I think it all moves at the speed of relationship. The trick of a church that needs to grow is a church has to create pockets where that relationship building can take place so that people can bring other people to gospel. Yes, you're preaching on Sunday, but your preaching isn't saving anybody. Your preaching is only reaching the people that your people brought to sit in front of you. Well, if you train them then to teach people or reach people or lead people to Christ, then they can do that where they are. But then in terms of church growth, they'll bring them back to the church because they want them to get spiritually fed at the place they get spiritually fed. So I think in the end, it really all moves at the speed of relationship. In fact, I'll tell you, Mark, I, I, um, I'm spending an awful lot of my time right now with WIAC, where you are dot church, which is our online church iteration. Yeah. And it's the same thing there. Everything moves at the speed of relationship. We're figuring out how to create relationship and create community in an online setting. And the growth that we're seeing is completely built out of the relationships we're building. So I think evangelism is just like everything else. Everything grows and moves at the speed of relationship. And as a church leader, You've got to create ways, pockets, communities, uh, programs, whatever it is, and all of them must create avenues for relationship to take place. Then you'll get to the place where you see evangelism happening. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. So, Mike, you what you're saying about the speed of relationship just reminds me of the the great commandment, right? Love God, yeah. love, love others. And then, then that's helping others love God you too. And, and that's, that's, that's the bottom line of evangelism, isn't it? It is our theme for our theme statement, our mission statement, if you will, both in our live church and our online church at newlife.live and at, uh, and at where you are dot church, both of us will use the same phrase, which is we're here to help people love God and love people better every day. Uh, uh, because in the end, that's what, you know, you got to have the depth of relationship with God, but you got to learn to love people. Um, yeah. Everything moves at the speed of relationship. Oh, that's really beautiful. Well, thank you, Pastor Mike, for taking time out of your busy life to do this with me on the first episode of Purple Fish Podcast. God bless you in your life and in your ministry. God bless you too. Thanks, Martin. Con again, congratulations on getting this going. All right. Thank